the Studio Cuts Podcast with Taylor with WRRV. This is the Studio Cuts Podcast. Hey, it's Taylor from 92.7, WRRV. And the Studio Cuts Podcast is where we interview artists that were featured on Sunday Studio Cuts, our new music show on WRRV. Today, we're hanging out with Nothing Nowhere. Previously, they were featured on Sunday Studio Cuts as our streaming star in February. They just released a new album called Trauma Factory earlier this year. Where are you right now, and what's it like over there? <laughs> so, I am, uh, I'm in northern Vermont on the Canadian border. Um, it is, you know, it's cold, uh... Yeah, it's just cold. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of snow. You know, your typical New England kind of thing. Um, yeah, but you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love it up here. And Vermont was pretty locked down when the COVID pandemic began. Like they weren't really letting anyone in. Is it still like that? Yeah, they've done a, a really good job. Actually, um, you know, they've managed somehow to stay. Um, you know, on the bottom of the list in terms of COVID cases of all 50 states. So, you know, it's not a bad place to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows what's, what's going to happen, you know, thinking towards the future and everything. But I'm just trying to make the best of it and, you know, get outside and try not to lose my mind. Speaking of outside, there was just a video released of you making a fire and tea in the woods. Is it really hard to make a fire from scratch? Be honest with us. <laughs> um, for, you know what? For some reason, growing up, I've always been upset. I was such a pyro growing up. Um, and then, you know, I got into, you know, uh, bushcraft and survival and being outdoors. And I was like, no way. Like, I get to play with fire and be outside. This is a win-win. Um, I mean, it's hard. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, making a fire is... Uh, it's hard, but it's so rewarding. There's something, like, really primal about it where, like, you know, just, like, the echoes of our ancestors or something inside of you that are just stoked whenever a fire gets made in the woods. I don't know. What is your go-to blend of tea? Ooh, go-to <laughs> blend of tea. Uh, I'm a big... Uh, I'm a big ginger tea kind of guy um i'm really into herbal teas and stuff i got a tea addiction but um (laughs) yeah ginger tea just hits different i feel like that's a sign of a true tea drinker someone who likes something besides like a bag of lipton tea like i love tea too and you don't hear like just a casual fan say ginger tea so i can appreciate it (laughs) yeah we're we're hardcore tea heads (laughs) Moving into your music a little bit, initially you found a following through SoundCloud. What was it like to go from that to landing this major record deal? Oh my gosh, it was a trip. I mean, like coming from, you know, making music in my parents' basement, uh, posting songs on SoundCloud, often the same day that I made them, um, to all of a sudden getting calls from labels and then, you know, Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy, uh, it was a trip, and I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and somehow, you know, they found me, and uh, now we're here, and I'm just kind of rolling with it. Every day is kind of like a dream. You have some scheduled tour dates for this year. Does it look like the show's going to be able to go on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, 
I'm not holding my breath. I mean, if it happens, that would be lovely. But, you know, um, anything can happen. Uh, I mean, we'll see. I'm taking it one day at a time, but uh, not holding my breath. (laughs) Did you have to cancel any tour dates last year? Oh, yeah. I I booked a world tour in the absolute worst year to book a world tour. We, We announced it probably in, like, early april of last year and then obviously covid hit march um so that was funny oh god is there one city that you're just really looking forward to touring at when you are able to do it i don't you know what like i there's i definitely find the positives in every city when we're touring um i i uh I love being in places that are so far from like kind of the reality that I live in, Uh, you know, here in Vermont, cold. um, And then like, you know, going down to like, you know, Southern California and like Arizona and just like being tripped out by like how hot it is and like how disgusting it is, like with the humidity and everything. (laughs) And um, I'm just like, at this point, you know, it's been so long since, touring like i would i would tour anywhere at this point just to get out of the house definitely makes sense i think a lot of people are in with you in the same boat yeah your single fake friend from your upcoming album is not only trending upwards on the alternative charts but this is your first song to ever chart what does that feel like yeah it's so surreal um to have a song like that's actually on the charts and you know, like amazing radio stations like you guys are actually spinning it. Like, it's such a trip. Um, I never thought that my music, uh, you know, could take me this far. I just wanted to live authentically and just be myself and make music that I like. And like, the fact that it's that it's gone this far and that it's on something like you know a Billboard chart is a trip. Um, I don't know. I wish I could go back in time and like you know tell my middle school self that like all this would happen. He probably would believe it. Did you do anything to celebrate finding out when you were on the chart? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I think I grabbed a uh, a pint of like non dairy uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream and just kind of like chilled out at my house and like kept like texting uh, my manager like this is wild, you know. I love the Ben and Jerry's tying into you being in Vermont as well. Yeah, we got we got to support it. <laughs> in January, you released the video for Fake Friend. What was the inspiration behind the video? Yeah, so the video for Fake Friend, like, uh, I, I grew up in the 90s and in um, early 2000s, and I was always infatuated with, like, the over-the-top, like, kids commercials back then. Um, they were just weird and, and, like, saturated and really surreal, and I actually reached out to the director and was like, hey, can we, like, make something that looks like this? And I sent them a bunch of, like, you know, like, Nickelodeon commercials. <laughs> So we did that, and essentially, like, the plot, uh, what I I say friend is about, like, having a bad relationship with social media. So we see the main characters kind of being, like, sucked in and ultimately, like, destroyed on their phones. Do you find yourself having a bad relationship with social media, or did you draw inspiration from the world around you of people's relationship with social media? Oh, I have a terrible relationship (laughs) with social media. (laughs) Um, It's kind of weird being a musician in 2021 because it's almost like a necessary evil like 
that's the primary vehicle to like promote your music um but at the same time like it can't be good for you to be always checking on what people are saying about you you know like looking at other people's profiles so it's weird it's, it's weird times we're living in so besides your social media relationship you've never shied away from incorporating your other personal struggles into it why did you decide to write about your personal mental health struggles with some of your songs I don't know. I've, I've just always kind of like worn my heart on my sleeve and, and been honest um, about my situation. Um, you know, growing up, I I was really anxious and like you know I've had my fair share of uh, mental health issues. Um, but I think a lot of people do, and it's kind of like a silent. It's a silent pandemic. Like no one's talking about it. Um, people are slowly warming up to the idea of it, but I just think it's important to let people know they're not alone and that there's other people, you know, going through stuff. Absolutely. And you just released a new song on February 12th called Upside Down. Can you tell us a little bit about what that's about? Yeah, totally. Um, that, that, making that song was such a trip and it was so funny because... The day before we got to the studio, I actually crashed an electric scooter into a tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and and I showed up to the studio the next day, and I was all, di- like, dizzy and nauseous still, and I was like, hey, guys, I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go to the MRI. So I went to the hospital, and I came back to the studio later that night, and they played me this beat, and I was like, oh, it's on. Um, so... Yeah, the track is is kind of just about, you know, having a toxic relationship that you can't seem to let go of, um, being codependent. Um, That could be a personal relationship or it could be a relationship to something, you know, else. But it's really it's really special song to me. I'm happy it's out. And your upcoming album, Trauma Factory, comes out February 19th. How are you feeling about it? It's always nerve wracking when you release a body of work um but you know as much as so many musicians are like i don't care what anyone thinks i'm making music for myself i say that all the time but at the same time you know you want people to appreciate it and you know how hard you work uh to make a body of work so it it's nerve-wracking but at the same time it's such a relief to to finally be like hey you know what? i worked two years on this thing um, put my put my everything into it and to finally give that to the world um, it's, it's, a, it's a cool and special thing Was any of the songs on this album written during the pandemic? Yeah a, a fair share of these songs were written during the pandemic uh, just at my house kind of staring out the window and pondering the madness that was 2020 um, it was a trip What can we expect from the album? I think people can expect a listening experience that is quite literally uh, unlike anything else simply because every song is a different genre on the album, essentially. Um, I really wanted to tap into all my different influences and and make a body of work that was uh, a reflection of, you know, just who I am and and what I grew up listening to and what I'm listening to now. Um, So I can't wait for people to hear it. Wow, it's exciting to hear there's going to be such a range of music on the album. My last question for you, if someone were to come to your area, obviously not in a pandemic, what is the one thing they have to do, see, eat, whatever it is? What is it? 
I think if someone came to my area not during a pandemic, wanted to just see what it's all about, I would recommend hiking the Chin at Mount Mansfield. Um, and then I would also say go check out Bingham Falls and Snow. It's a beautiful waterfall, and there's some great cliff jumping. And be honest, is that a hard hike? Well, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what someone's definition of hard is. I've tried taking some people up there. Some some are like, this is awesome, and then other people are like, this is the worst day ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. We need the honest advice here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for hanging out with me and the Studio Cuts podcast, Joe. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Make sure to check out Nothing Nowhere's new album, Trauma Factory, featuring the single Fake Friend. And don't forget to catch Sunday Studio Cuts, a new music show featuring all of the up-and-coming alternative music hosted by me every Sunday at 10 p.m. on 92.7-96.9 WRRV. Join us next week as we interview another up-and-coming alternative artist on the Studio Cuts podcast.